Cam Newton and they had injury collapse. You have the Rams with injury collapse. I think it's only been about two teams over the past 10 years. So when it comes to a hangover, I'm not too concerned about it. And I think they should absolutely be striving to say, we're getting back to the Super Bowl and we're going to win it this time. And that's the expectation for Michael Thomas. That's why I rank him as a top three receiver. Because you're like, oh, seven catches, 70 yards, that's it? Well, that's a Pro Bowl year. I guess. I guess wait, 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 wait. I'm a Drew Did you just I'm compare Drew Lock to Patrick Mahomes? Aaron's had it with you. Aaron's <laughs> had it with you. He's pacing. He's pacing. Maybe, maybe there's a chance Giannis goes to the Warriors. Hey, right. what is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Muff Podcast. As always, my name is Boaz, and with me are Lamita and Aaron. And today we're joined by a very special guest, Sports Illustrated writer, Leo Luna. What's up, man? What's up? Thank you guys really for having guys. me. I, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Let's you for coming fun. on. Of course, anytime. I mean, we've got to ask first off, I mean, you know, what's going on with the coronavirus? We've got to be just address that a little bit. I mean, how's everything going with you? I mean, is everything going well? And um, just what are you up to right now? Yeah, everything's going well. Um, I had a couple incidents in my family, but everything's been fine. That's good. They got over it, no symptoms. So that that was definitely a blessing. Makes me feel a little more confident with myself because I see my bloodline able to handle it pretty well. And then what's going on? It's just been remote, baby. Just been <laughs> from home, you know, on my computer all day long, just <laughs> just living the life. <laughs> it, dude, it is. I think I think it's definitely there's a certain type of personality where like this is fantastic like if you're like introverted by nature or just even a little bit slightly I feel like there's uh, and I think even for me like for the first couple months like this was amazing it's kind of getting to the point where like you know I'm a little sick and tired of it maybe I want to go back to normal life but like I wouldn't mind right. this every couple months uh, every couple months maybe like you take a, every other month maybe you know January at the office February you know you're you're at home <laughs> yeah you do miss those uh sports talks at the office you kind of just have to send private chats <laughs> and not, sure. not have it yeah. at the water cooler <laughs> that, that's that's for sure but i mean i think that's a perfect segue to get into i mean you're repping the four iron shirt I mean, aaron's got his uh, four ironers what is that the voodoo doll is the statue right there <laughs> yes <laughs> i got my shark's hat but you know we got to talk some bay area sports i mean what two weeks for now uh chiefs and texans two weeks from tomorrow chiefs and texans are gonna be playing the first game and i guess it's, it's kind of weird it doesn't feel like it but the football season's finally starting um, I mean, the 49ers have like some very lofty goals. I mean, George Shittle said it best at the sideline, you know, it's comeback season. It has to be. It's pretty right. much Super Bowl or bust. You know, they're not going to say it out loud, but it's pretty much Super Bowl or bust. Uh, what do you think about it? Do you think, you know, they can match it? And um, where do you see maybe this team going right, maybe uh, going differently than last year? And just in general, some 49ers talk. I, I think they should absolutely have that mentality. If they weren't talking about Super Bowl or bust, I'd be concerned. I'd be like, man, are they going to have a Super Bowl hangover if they don't have the confidence to throw out that's their goal? So I love it. Like, absolutely. I've been playing organized sports at, since the age of four years old. And how I thought before every season is, we're going to go get the championship. doesn't matter what the roster looked like. We're going to go get the championship. And with the 49ers, it's different because they have a championship roster. They were there last year. They were seven minutes away. Um, sure. Unfortunately, it was a whole team collapse. And – so they should absolutely say that. And you could tell just ba based on their actions, the way they carry themselves in practice, um, in the meetings, they're absolutely focused on Super Bowl or bust. And they didn't have the departures that, say, like the Rams did the year after. Or I just see them as differently built. It hasn't really been a 
Super Bowl hangover since 2010 or so. We had the the Panthers that just Cam Newton and they had injury collapse. You have the Rams with injury collapse. I think it's only been about two teams over the past 10 years. So when it comes to a hangover, I'm not too concerned about it. And I think they should absolutely be striving to say, we're getting back to the Super Bowl and we're going to win it this time. Yeah, that's the I, hope. You know, Dude, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think you bring up a good point with the roster. The whole point was like, it feels weird to me that almost like in the mainstream media, it feels like the 49ers kind of lucked into the Super Bowl and it's always been like this contenders kind of thing. And then we saw that with uh, Tom Brady rumors in March and then um, Earl Thomas <laughs> rumors even now. It's like, it's always, it almost feels like... Ridiculous. Like, I know, it almost feels like it's not even like a Super Bowl hangover. It's just people like, oh, you know, the 49ers are going to be what we all expect them to be. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Fuck that. I, I think that's kind of bullshit. I mean, what do you... I, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of like everyone said last year, oh, they're a year early. They're a year early. Okay, so if they're a year early last year... <laughs> Why can't they get back this year? It kind of just doesn't make sense. It's just that haterade that people like to throw out there saying that they're going to have <laughs> sure, a hangover. Yeah. It's, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo has a full season under his belt now, and you're telling me he's in a decline after having an amazing win record like he does? Or like Jimmy Ward, who balled out like a top 10, top 5 safety as his first year ever as a free safety, and now he's getting year two at that spot? He's got We're just Manuel Mosley. Yeah, yeah Manuel Mosley was essentially a rookie. He had zero yeah. defensive snaps in 2018, so they're set. I don't get the 49ers' yeah. hate, to be honest. Like, this roster is so likable compared to, like, the early, 2000, or early 2010 Seahawks roster or, like, the Patriots <laughs> roster in general. This roster is so likable. Like, how? Everything. One thing that stuck, sticks with me is if you don't have haters – you're doing something wrong. And I think that fits perfectly with the 49ers. Like, George Kittle, we love him. Like, he's a great guy. He's great to the media. He's great to the fans. He's great to everybody. But a lot of people outside of that 49ers bubble hate, hate him. Ooh. I don't get it. it. It's because he's doing something completely right. He's been the best tight end in the NFL. So, it's just, if you have success, hate's going to come your way. Lemire's got some hot takes about it. He hates the Seahawks fan with their Will Disley comparisons to George Kittle. Like, that's like his biggest yeah, I, don't, I don't know why. I mean, that's not even like close. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Will Disley by a mile. Yeah, Aaron, yeah. I, I'm with you all the way. <laughs> give, me six, give me 16 games and then we can have a conversation. I'm not going to waste a tweet over that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the fact that we're even comparing Greg, we're Greg Olson, Will Disley, and, and, Jer- and uh, Hollister Jake. to uh, – Jacob Hollister, yeah, to, um, I mean, Jordan Reed now, like, holy crap, Jordan Reed, George Kittle, I mean, Ross Dwelly was already a beast, and now Dwelly. we got uh, Charlie Warner, who's also, like, he's looking good in the run game, I mean, this is going to be a, it's a good tight end group, that's just, and that's just the beginning yeah. of the 49ers roster, yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, it's probably the best two tight end, well, second best in the NFL, because I got to give it to Philadelphia, um, and then second, it's, it's got to be the 49ers. And then if you're looking at top four tight ends just completely on the roster, it's 100% the 49ers because Wasp Dwelly, he looks great. He beats the starters when they're doing one-on-one drills. And then Charlie Warner, not so much, but he will block the hell out of your defensive end. So it's exciting what they have at that tight end position. I remember Dwelly, the Cardinals game, right? The second time around at Levi's. Yeah. He was a uh, – Kittle was out. Yeah, right. uh, Dwelly was touchdowns. playing. He had like two touchdowns, I think. One exactly. or two, yeah. I mean, uh, he's – play. Thousand percent, he can play. Yeah. Um, For the record, yeah. I've been a Ross Dwelly fan since the day one. Last he training got... camp, I recognized him from afar. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> Check my guy, Grant Cohn at Sports Illustrated. He's got Ross Dwelly yeah. as his cover photo. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Last year, last year on his uh, daily 49ers training camp updates, he used to be like best George uh, Ross Dwelly and George Kittle. He used to put them up all the yeah. time. It's crazy. I mean, let's get into that. I like Grant Cohn. He has um, the Nick Mullins. Uh, that, that's a, probably his most controversial <laughs> one. And yeah. to be honest, I was maybe like last year, I was a little bit uh, kept up. You know, I was 2017, you know, those first five games that Jimmy, the Jimmy won. I was like, holy crap, I'm on the Jimmy, Jimmy G bandwagon. And then he got injured and Nick Mullins came in or CJ Beathard came in and CJ oh stunk God. it up. Yeah. And, and Nick <laughs> Mullins came in. And I don't know if it was just by comparison, but it was that, I think it's honestly just the Raiders game. I think the Raiders game, it was like, holy shit, man, Nick Mullins is the future. You know, let's grab Jimmy G. I'm all in for <laughs> Nick Mullins. <laughs> and then I remember the Giants game, and I think that's when my Nick Mullins bandwagon kind of the train, the track, it, the train fell off the cracks at the, yeah. uh, the Giants game where he had like that one last throw and he just missed it. Mm-hmm. But I, I can see where he's coming from, but I, he's got some crazy takes. Uh, his grandpa always tunes in on his live broadcast. I, so I feel like that has something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, but it's, it's I think it's it Larry Mullen. Yeah, I mean CJ yeah. Beathard. I remember. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, the very f- uh, one of the first preseason games where he had like a seventy-yard rushing touchdown. I guess the Chargers. Oh, yeah. that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. That's like probably. I see. I mean, CJ's a tough guy. Like he's he's gonna get bounced. Like he's gonna be hit, and he's he'll bounce back up. But um, yeah, he just hasn't been able to put it together just yet. Mm-mm. Yeah, I scratched my head when they originally drafted him, and and I still. See- as far as like how early they drafted him in the third round, yeah, he was probably a sixth to seventh round guy at best, sixth round. Um, so I scratched my head when I saw a third round pick by Shanahan on that one, and it just still kind of shows. I think he'd probably be off this roster if it wasn't for COVID. If we're doing hot takes, that would be my hot take. If it wasn't <laughs> for COVID, he would be off the roster. He's already coming in with the hot takes. <laughs> I mean, I think that first year was a lot of Shanahan guys, right? I mean, I remember Joe Williams was always, like, from the preseason, oh, man, this guy's a Shanahan dude. Uh, I think, yeah, C.J. Beathard's another guy. Oh, he's Kirk Cousins, the next Kirk Cousins. It's a Shanahan guy. Yeah. And I think those are two bad examples. But, I mean, you could say George Kittle. I remember when he got drafted, he was labeled as a fullback, I'm pretty sure, on ESPN's coverage. And I was like, what the fuck? Why we have use check? Why are we getting George Kittle? Yeah. And I mean, uh, <laughs> Greg, Greg Kittle. Greg, Greg Kittle, exactly. <laughs> the best tight end in the league. I mean, I, I regret my, you know, initially being upset about them taking a fullback. He's definitely proven me wrong. <laughs> yeah, Joe Joe Williams was, oh, my God. I was hyped because I remember watching him at Utah, and I was like, my God, this guy balls. And then when the 49ers drafted him, I said, okay, this is going to be fun. But obviously nothing happened after that. I think once he, once he, he did, once you retire, once you walk away from the game, you lose that love. You lose that work ethic that you had towards it. Like myself, I, I played – you know, organized football, tackle football for a long time. But once I stepped away playing from it, I enjoy talking about it. I enjoy writing about it. No way in hell I'm going to put on a helmet and shoulder pads again. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that chapter is, you know, it's a little over. But um, I think one thing we want to talk about is kind of the rookies. Let's look into that. You know, guys who are just beginning their NFL careers, kind of, you know, they've gone through one part of football and now they're, in, you know, the most important part. I think the biggest – I mean, I was really pissed off about this. D, um, Defoe, I mean, DeForest Buckner, probably one of my favorite players on the Niners. Yeah. You know, he brought energy. But, you know, we got Javon Kinlaw now. I mean, what do you what do you see – what do you think we're going to get from Javon Kinlaw? I loved, I loved Buckner as well. I think what he did, it didn't really go mentioned. And what I find is unfortunate is as soon as the 49ers traded Kinlaw, I saw from 49er fans on Twitter just scrolling timeline, oh – 
Defoe wasn't even all that. Only had six sacks last season, this and that. I'm like, are you kidding me? You may have had six sacks because look at that defensive line. And then um, you bring in Javon Kinlaw. I think he can be a star in this league. I really do think he can. But from what we're seeing out of training camp, it, it's it's going to be hard to bring that confidence first yeah. six weeks of the season um, because he's been struggling to defeat one-on-ones against the starters. And then the, the guys he's beating is like front skill at center, front skill. He's mm-hmm. been struggling at center really, really bad. And then Tom Compton, who probably shouldn't even be on the roster. Those are the guys he's beating. Um, but put him up against Lincoln Tomlinson. Yeah, Lincoln Tomlinson, he, he's good. He's a really good player and he's pretty underrated. But Kinlaw pretty much has no chance. Again, I think he only beat him about once this whole training camp. Um, so he's not going to be the force Buckner. He's going to have that learning curve. But where he has his advantages, he has Armstead on the line. He has D Ford on the line. He has Nick Bosa. So he's not worried about the double teams. That's where people get lost with Buckner. Is he got double teamed the fourth most in the NFL since his rookie year in 2016. Fourth most in the NFL. So that's what enabled guys like Armstead to go ball out because Armstead, all he has to do is beat one-on-one. So fortunately for Kinlaw, that double team is probably going to go to Armstead this year because why would you double team a rookie? Um, And then without showing himself yet. So why would you double Kinlaw without showing himself in the NFL? So luckily for Kinlaw, he's going to have those one-on-one matchups to kind of prove himself to get – used to the NFL style of football because it is different with the speed, the guys you're going against, you're not just going to be able to just push around like you did in college. Um, But he, he can, like I said, he can be a star in this league. It may take him six games to get used to the NFL because those first six games, I would think at least my expectation is he's in a struggle. And I, this 49er fan base, they want immediate results. (laughs) I just hope that they stay patient with him because he's going to take at least six games. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, oh yeah. um, Aaron, do you you want to say something? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just interested. Well, a 49ers storyline or like a trade that happened, I was very interested in this one because I didn't expect it to happen at all. It was when the 49ers traded for Trent Williams after Joe Staley retired. And that just like really like got me excited for the season because that's just, he's, he was such a good player in Washington before he was held out, he held out and everything. And now he's going to come beef up the offensive line. He might even be better than Joe Staley, like if oh, Joe Staley ooh, were to okay. play another season. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, current Joe Staley, like when he retired. But, yeah, so, you know, I'm you, just wondering, man. like, what I'm do you think? What, what, I'm just wondering, what do you think of Trent Williams? You know, how do you think he's going to help the 49ers O-line? Because him and Bosa have been going back and forth in camp, too, like having battles every day. So, just yeah. to see what you think. Yeah, and I think that's very fortunate for Trent Williams to, to have a Nick Bosa to practice against. Because everybody else that Trent Williams is going up against has not named Nick Bosa is looking like a middle school, like seventh, eighth graders <laughs> against the senior on varsity is basically what it looks like. And that's just beautiful to have as your left tackle. And yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo already having a full year removed from that ACL injury. He's going to enjoy that. And he's going to love that. Yeah. And he's super athletic as well, like oh, outside of the pass crazy. blocking. That guy could run block anybody. George Kittle said it himself, like he could basically fuck up and Trent Williams will make up for it. 
he i mean he's looks i mean he's a beast of man like he looks fucking huge like i mean i haven't seen him in person or anything like that but i mean just like that's crazy because you see guys like on the camera and you're like oh that guy doesn't look that big or like on tv and then you see him in real life like this guy's fucking huge yeah. Defoe was one dude like that and i and i, I kind of see the same thing with trent williams like this guy is huge and i think i mean he's been removed for one year um he hasn't played last year with the redskins but I mean, I think that's kind of a different thing where you're talking about, you know, one year move, but he still has like the football drive. And I think mm. he's even hungrier now just because, you know, he was in that Washington team that was really, I mean, they sniffed the playoffs a couple of times, but they were very uh, competitive. Yeah. Ex- I mean, dysfunctional yeah. for sure, but they weren't even really that competitive as a team. And um, I think for the first time, I mean, he has a chance. I mean, knock on wood, but uh, the 49ers, I mean, they're, they're a good team that could contend for, I mean, the next couple of years. Oh, I believe Do you guys so. remember? Do you guys remember when uh, Trent? This doesn't have anything to do with anything. But do you guys remember when Trent Williams uh, punched Richard Sherman at the end of that, uh, that, that <laughs> yeah. playoff game? And I just realized, I just, I just realized right now that they're on the same team. And I just thought that was, that's kind of funny. Yeah. About that, that, those guys come together. I gotta admit, I wasn't writing or anything yet. I was, you know, still pretty young, and uh, I was excited when I saw that happen because <laughs> we family's from Richard. family's from San Francisco. So I obviously grew up a 49er fan, and. So I hated the Seahawks pretty bad at that time. Sure. When I saw that, I was like, yeah, Trent Williams, don't get me wrong. I respected Richard Sherman. Like when I played football, when I played corner, I try to be a little bit like Richard Sherman, like that cockiness, like, hey, come here and try me. It's not going to happen. But just as a, as a Niner fan, I saw that and I was like, hell yeah. Nice shit, Trent Williams. <laughs> I think I started to, it's, it's weird, like it's just to even think about that Richard Sherman's on the 49ers, but I've start, I, I've kind of disconnected Seattle Seahawks, Richard Sherman, it's 49ers. Like they're not the same player to me anymore. Like Richard Sherman, the Niners, happy. you know, he's his, he's his captain, Uncle team Sherman. leader. Uncle Sherman, exactly. And it's the Seahawks, one, that's just some asshole who used to, you know, uh, do the choke thing to Michael Crabtree. And it was <laughs> just, you know, all of our receivers, he was just terrorizing them. And, you know, that, that guy, I wouldn't want him on my team. You know, Uncle Sherm, for sure. I, I love him on my team. Like I, like I tell a lot of uh, fans, is you should never make business decisions off of emotions. This 49ers team really needed a guy like Richard Sherman. And once he became available, I said they had to sign him. There's no way they just let Richard Sherman go to another team. And thankfully, they, they did that. And it, they've seen the reward of having a guy like Richard Sherman in that locker room. Absolutely, yeah. Let me, did you have anything uh, you wanted to ask him? Well, I was going to ask him, who's your favorite player on the uh, roster? Top two, top three, because I, I personally got Dante Pettis, uh, George oh, Gilles, man, Garoppolo, but <laughs> I see, about I, you? I, I like who's that one guy I, I, I know it's Dude, I knew I liked it, especially with the eye roll, man. I knew, I knew I liked you from the gig. <laughs> you said, I, sorry, I, I kind of just lost track after you said Dante Pettis. <laughs> I'm with you on that, yeah. <laughs> Who's that one guy on the Dante team supporter. that, like, I have my Dante Pettis where, like, no one sees that coming. Like, he's, he could be your favorite player on the team. Who's that one guy for you? One guy you don't see coming. I'm just having to think about this. Um, Putting you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> I would say Emmanuel Mosley, honestly. The one guy that someone probably wouldn't name. Not the Fred Warner, not the Richard Sherman, not the Jimmy G, not the George Kittle. I'm going to say Emmanuel Mosley because once he, you saw him on the defense, I don't know why they haven't named him starter yet. I feel like they just want to keep that drive of you have to earn this because that's what he had last season. Like one, All I needed to see was the Seattle game against DK Metcalf, and I was I mean, this exactly, guy should be starting. Like one mistake, it was like, oh, 
we love this guy, Kella Witherspoon. We could just easily throw him back in. So I think they're trying mm-hmm. to keep that same drive with him. Um, I would say Emmanuel Mosley because that kid can ball. Like, yeah, people could get off the line pretty quick, but his makeup speed is amazing. And so I would say Emmanuel Mosley because once he's in that starting lineup, this defense, look what they did. Like, at first, that freaking uh, Vikings game was a tough contest. And then as soon as you throw in Emmanuel Mosley – that Vikings offense got completely shut down and they did nothing the rest of the game. So I would say Emmanuel Mosley. Dude, that whole Seattle game. I mean, when Akella Witherspoon was out, I feel like they were only looking that way. Or when Akella yeah. Witherspoon was in, I feel like they were only looking at him and it was just DK burning him every, every fucking play. Wilson then, knows uh, Sherman. He doesn't want to try Sherman. That's, and, that's true. <laughs> like, I think the only catch Emmanuel really gave up that was substantial yards was basically a play that just took way too long and DK had enough time to come back to Russell Wilson for a completion. Um, other than that, he, he shut him down. Yeah. yeah. Lamita, I know you're a big Akello guy. You're, you're still, you're still yeah. holding out for that. Yeah. I love Akello. <laughs> I love Akello. It's just his confidence issue is kind of, is it's what's going on. Same thing, same thing with your boy Dante Pettis. <laughs> it's just once they gain a little bit of confidence, they'll be good. But with the Kilo, it's just he could lock someone up. He has great coverage, great coverage. He'll always be next to the receiver. But when that ball is in the air, like he yeah. just kind of just blinks out and doesn't know what to do. He's super hot and cold. Like one week he could wow you. He'd be like, oh my god, he's the best corner on the roster. Next week he's the worst corner on the roster. Tell you the, he's the most athletic corner on this roster. Like pound for pound, no one matches his athleticism, his length, his speed his agility, he's the best. And that's what's so frustrating. And that's why this staff gives him so many chances is because they see all of that in practice. And I, I've spoken with the players and it's like, we don't know why. Like that, this dude is a baller. But as soon as that ball's in the air, it's just, it's a little something different. I remember he worked out with Sherman, right? That one year. Yeah. And um, it, there was all those rumors, oh, man, Akella Witherspoon's going to be, you know, he's going to be a pro bowler. He's going to be, like, crazy good. And, I mean, I think I think Lemire's right, where it's kind of you see flashes of it. And I think, you, I mean, I see exactly what you're saying. I think he's probably the most athletic. He's so tall. He's so lanky. Like, his yeah. arms are just so long. It's just, I mean, you're right. I think he either blanks out or just he can't track the ball. And then all of a sudden, you know, his arms might be in the right position. And then all of a sudden, the guy just moves around, and he like kind of, uh, especially someone athletic as like DK Metcalf. I don't know, he's just who's coming to mind right now. But yeah. someone who can kind of like position their body and can kind of you know make these crazy kind of contested catches was just destroying him. Yeah, like I don't know what you guys played as far as sports, whether it was soccer, baseball, basketball, football, or mm-hmm. just anything outside of sports that you were terrific at. But as soon as the shine, you know, that light shines bright on you, it just, you kind of just get a little nervous. That's the same thing. It's once he sees that ball in the air, it's kind of just like a shock. Like, Oh God, what do I do next? But before that, he's just literally look at every touchdown he gave up last season. He is right next to the receiver. He is right there. And that's why they give him so many chances. It's, the only one it was uh, your boy, Michael Thomas. Ooh. He had Michael Thomas locked up, but Michael Thomas legit gave him a swing move and pushed him off. This was in the fourth quarter. And I, was, and I just feel so bad for the guy, Kilo, because, like, that's a flag. That's offensive. When can you <laughs> swim move on a corner? I don't understand. And um, so 
it, but at the end of the, the Saints, day, the Saints no flag, have to get hooked up. touchdown. The Saints had to get hooked up. You know, they, they messed them up in the playoffs. You know, every now and then the refs got to look away. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. Saints Twitter is pretty crazy. They're pretty wild, that's so true. I don't mind it. I think Michael Thomas Twitter, you don't even need to talk about the rest of the roster. It's just Michael Thomas Twitter. It's uh, He's either a crybaby who runs slant routes or he's your best receiver in the league right now. Yeah, I don't know how he's a 99 add-in. Yeah, I definitely that's, agree with that. That's, yeah, that's my, yeah, Michael Thomas, I, I'm, I'm like of the opinion, I think he's a top maybe two, three receiver. Lemire's, yeah, he hate, he's like big time hates him. Yeah, I, he's a top five, two to three receiver, I would say as well, but like best receiver in the game, I'm unfortunately giving that to DeAndre Hopkins and I'm saying unfortunately because he's now with the Cardinals the Card- yeah. I'd say him or Julio definitely yeah Julio's just I feel like he's he's just so underrated in his career just because maybe the stats he doesn't put up the touchdowns as much yeah. he always yeah. gets the yards he doesn't get the touchdowns but I feel like Julio's I mean very much up there with DeAndre and like he, he'll catch all these contested catch- and I remember the Niners game I mean the Falcons like that I mean Julio was uh giving them some trouble like just you know, in general like they had to double him and all that I may give you that. I may give you Julio over DeAndre Hopkins. So then I'll probably <laughs> put right. Michael Thomas third. I think that's where I'm at as well. Yeah. I don't think I'm in that. Like, let me just, like, you, I think you'd think that, like, I'm crazy with Michael Thomas. But, I mean, I'm, like, I feel like I'm See, pretty, you know. It's like even though he's running slant routes and all these short routes, the defense still knows the ball is coming to him, and he still does it. So, exactly. like, I still got to exactly. give it to him. And, I mean, I think that's also a little bit – I mean, you got to go with, like, Drew Brees. Maybe it's – I mean, they're scheming, like, these short routes for a reason. I don't think they're just doing this because Michael Thomas can't run a deep route. I mean, I feel like Michael Thomas, 1,000% good. It's just – I mean, you saw a whole different – I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Bridgewater and Brees. Like, they, both of them were kind of a little bit limited with – they weren't throwing, um, you know, that, that far or anything like that. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still held, holding out for See, Michael Thomas. I still think like, he could be a top one receiver. Like, he could be the best receiver. This is the last thing I'll say on Michael Thomas because I don't want to yeah. get lost on the Saints. I got it's, you, yeah. It's, uh, say if he had seven, seven receptions for 70 yards, like, you'd be like, oh, that's all he did that game? Oh, yeah. We, like, as a fan base, you'd be like, we shut him Fuck down. Him seven <laughs> catches for 70 yards. Yeah, let's go. That's a 112-catch season over, over 1,000 yards. And that's the expectation for Michael Thomas. That's why I rank him as a top three receiver. Because you're like, oh, seven catches, 70 yards, that's it? Well, that's a Pro Bowl year. He damn near all, all pro. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, even if he's not catching it, your defense is always going to be looking out. It's always going to be, hey, Mike's going to get the ball. And if Mike's not getting the ball, I mean, like, you're, you're – you're, man, fuck, a good thing he didn't get the ball this play. Yeah. I mean, he's going he's gonna to make something happen. Absolutely. But I think – I think, right, we've talked about the 49ers. We've got a little bit of Saints talk. And, um, I mean, let's just get into Who it. Sorry, guys. Dude, yeah, Aaron is, Aaron is uh, on the side kind of a – this is B team. That, that, that's are, side yeah. gig. Yeah. Part-time <laughs> Aaron, will, Aaron will flip-flop until uh, – Aaron, honestly, i got to respect you. When the Niners played the Saints, you, you, you made the right choice. So uh, I'll, I'll respect you there. <laughs> let's get into kind of our MO. You know, we've been doing the segments. And I think the first thing we're going to do is Lemeter, you know, his cold classic thing. He loves hot takes. So I think we're just going to go around the circle, maybe the same style hot takes, and, uh, you know, maybe uh, get some reactions from that. Uh, Lemeter, since, I mean, you're starting off with it. Do you want to start? I mean, you, you kind of, uh, you can set the tone for the hot takes. All right. I, I guess yeah, I'll have to do the honor because it is called Lemeter Smoking Picks after all. It's inspired by you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my hot take for the 49ers this year is Dante Pettis will be the leading oh, no. wide receiver with over 1,000 yards. Oh. Let's go. He genuinely thinks this, by the way. Like, he's not doing this for the show. Like, he genuinely thinks this. Yeah, I've been a Dante right. thru- truther since the day one. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, we've had other people on and they're like, this is crazy. Like, does he really say this thing? It's the weirdest thing because, like, you know, you'll see guys like ESPN, like Stephen A. Smith, like, you know, he'll say some like crazy shit, like Skip Bayless. Well, maybe I actually believe this. Like, it's okay, just, look it's, at my track record. I said Gronk is coming back. Did he come back? No, yeah. Okay, let's look, let's okay. look at the okay, other one. That's, that's not as crazy. Like, Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. Why no, would, why I, would I Gronk would, not want to come back? You know, you're saying it, but I think he, he'll name one instance, and I can name five where he's like totally, like completely out of the fucking ballpark. So Carlos Hyde, yeah, Carlos Hyde, <laughs> yeah, a pro really bowler. Um, he had a thousand yard season after all, didn't he? He did. Was he a pro bowler? I mean, oh, that's not damn. that's not it. Andrew damn. Luck, let me just still holding out Andrew Luck and go to the Patriots. Like any moment now, they're gonna announce Andrew Luck going back to the Patriots. I don't see that. I mean, Dante Pettis. To be honest, I don't think any receiver on the Niners would get a thousand. I just feel like Shani spreads the ball around so much that I don't think even a thousand yards for a receiver. Other than George Kittle, would make any sense? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, do, what, what's your? I don't want to knock it, but I don't see it happening. <laughs> that, yeah, Lemeter. I mean, if it happens, you know, I'll, you know, as I always say, I'll come back and be like, you know, I'm sorry, that's my bad. I'm sorry for shitting on your take, but I, I think a hot take would say Dante Pettis gets. 500 yards i think that would be more oh. of a hot take <laughs> like, believe, like i like dante pettis i think he like i tweeted at him uh, about uh like he was social distancing before it was a thing when he scored on patrick peterson <laughs> he was like oh i'm just trying to stay ahead of the trends and and so like i like the guy but i just i just don't think shanahan and jimmy garoppolo are too fond of him because of how this offense is structured, a lot of it's through the middle, and Dante Pettis doesn't really show too well running routes through the middle. So it, I think he can get a thousand yards and lead a team in receiving somewhere else, but not this offense. I mean, I feel like the hot take you can even go completely the other way around, and I've like told the meter that I think like I mean I think if there was an injury for Debo Samuel, Dante Pettis at one point I was considering maybe he might get like cut or put in like the practice squad or something. Like I think he's talented. But it's just – I think it's kind of like with O'Kella where we're doing, like, it's very much in his head. Like, I think he has, like, one bad play. And we'll see, like, Kendrick Bourne. He'll kind of, like, knock it off. And he'll, like – I mean, Kendrick yeah. Bourne had a shit ton of drops last year. But he'll come back the next play, and you'll see. He's like, I want the ball back. Let me let me prove it wrong. And I feel like Dante Pettis, you see him just kind of put his head down and goes sits down in the bench. He just, you know, he doesn't have the same intensity. Well, with now the Brandon Ayu camstring injury, like, we all expected to see Dante Pettis in his spot. But it wasn't Dante Pettis. It was J.J. Nelson. So that yeah. just kind of shows you where the 49ers are at with Dante Pettis. They right. signed like 20 wide receivers too. That's true. They, <laughs> they, are, yeah. they signed they signed River Craycraft like this morning or yesterday, and I was just like, I only know him because he's on. He was a kick returner for the Broncos, and I'm just like, I don't know why we're signing all these people. But hey, great you know, name. Definitely the wide receiver. Room. He does have I a know, name. fantastic name. Fantastic. I got hyped a little bit about Kevin White. I was like, damn, Kevin White, you know, number six overall pick, man. You know, he just gets back to where he used to be. Jared Brown could be good. I was a little hyped with Tavon Austin. I was like, okay. That's true, Tavon. Oh, yeah. Let's see. I, I think too. he could fit that scheme pretty well, but uh, they haven't really used him like that in practice as of yet. Tavon Austin, the weird thing is I feel like um, the Cowboys use him more of a running as like a running back, but the Rams yeah. use him as a receiver. Where do you think the Niners are going to – are they just going to mix him around kind of like that or are they like, going to put him in a specific spot? Mix him around kind of a bit. Um, I think like what you said, Debo is a fair comparison. It's kind of like a Debo backup. Basically, I think they just want to get him in space, get him on the edge, get him in open field, somewhere where he can run after the catch. Um, I'm not sure if he makes this team – just based off what's going on in training camp. But I think he – with you can have veterans now on the practice squad up to six. Mm-hmm. So I think he is le- a legit candidate for that. 
All right, so let's get into what what hot take did you bring for us? Before we start recording, um, you said you got a lot of them. <laughs> all right. My hot take, here we go, is Juwan Jennings is going to make this 53-man roster, and he's going to catch a touchdown week one. Oh, oh that's pretty that's good. That's pretty good. Takes. That's, yeah. dude, that's pretty good. He's Juwan been worked. He's healing. Yeah. I mean, he, if he can, like, be what he was in college and stuff, I, I mean, he's – is it like he's he brings something the Niners don't have for sure. Size They've been working him in the red zone, and he has four touchdowns in in the practice in training camp so far, all coming in the red zone. So that's going to be my hot take: is he's going to make the roster. He's going to be that sixth receiver, and he's going to get a touchdown week one. I like that. Yeah, that's that's definitely a story to be looking out for for the season. I think the guy that I'm going to go with, I already kind of tipped. I'm a Kendrick Bourne guy. I think that um, – and I feel like maybe this is – I don't think it's that wild, but I think that Kendrick Bourne can lead the team in receiving touchdowns. I feel like he was just this crazy red zone okay. target. And I feel like, I mean, this year what you see in training camp, like all the reports coming out that he's – you know, he came back, he's still working hard, and he's, you know, still impressing the team. And you see him – he has a good connection with Jimmy. And yep. I think was the stat that he has where, like, more, like, majority of his catches were going for first downs or touchdowns. So I feel like, I mean, easily speaking, if Kittle gets blocked, uh, gets double covered or, like, more now or something like that, easily I could totally see Kendrick Bourne leading the team. Uh, especially in the wide receivers, he, I think he'll be the re- receiver with the most touchdowns. But I can see him just in the team just having the most receiving touchdowns. I 100% seeing that because they don't use George Kittle that often. He only has 12 touchdowns in three seasons. Yeah. Um, and I think he tied last year with George Kittle with five. So I could definitely see that. Um, he's been – he's a, what he's good at, what they ha- really haven't used him much, is that 50-50 ball. He's really good at the 50-50 ball. And um, he reminds me, honestly, a little bit like Des Bryant. Des Bryant was a lot faster than him, but Des Bryant was really good in the slot as a slot receiver. So was Kendrick Bourne. Des Bryant won a lot of 50-50 balls, and I believe Kendrick Bourne can win a lot of 50-50 balls. I think it's mostly just because he doesn't have the size. I mean, you think 50-50 ball, you think like this huge 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", That's what you think like Juwan Jennings. You're like, oh, I I could totally see him, you know, getting the first touchdown. I could see him totally be a beast in the red zone just because he's got that size. But I think you're right. Kendrick Bourne kind of plays with that physicality. And he mm-hmm. plays a little bit. I see like kind of the Debo thing where the Debo brought in where he kind of plays like a running back. I feel like Kendrick Bourne plays a little bit like that. It's just a little um, – he's definitely – if we're going to talk about just pure talent, I'd probably say he's he's definitely – I would even say he's below Dante Pettis in that regard. But I think he just – he works at it hard. And I can, that's part of the reason why I like him so much. He's like, I can respect that. Yeah. I wish they could keep him around because he's just so fun to watch on and off the field. But he's probably going to get – with everything that's going on, with COVID, the 49ers probably don't have enough money to keep him. But, oh, God, he's – I think he's a talent. He's a talent, 100%. And I guess I got to hope that maybe he doesn't have the touchdowns just <laughs> for next year. I think regardless, like, even if he doesn't lead the team in touchdowns, like, someone's going to want to pay that guy and that energy he brings. Like, you could tell he's not someone you have concerns about. He loves football. For sure. All right, Aaron, you're going to finish us off. I think you got to bring the hottest take here. Uh, I mean, after Lemire's Dante Pettis one, I don't think I can top it. But, I mean, this is unintentional, but we all went with wide receiver hot takes. I don't know why we did that, but I have – this is this is a pretty hot take. I have Brandon Ayuk leading the 49ers in receiving yards this season as a rookie. And the reason I can see that is because Shanahan loves this guy. I mean, I didn't really yeah. know who he was, but to be honest, before before the draft when we drafted him, I, I, was, uh, I was a little surprised because I didn't really know who he was. But I looked him up, and the thing that stood out, of course, is wingspan is what everyone talks about, how it's one inch shorter than Megatron. So, you know, Jim, Jimmy can throw it a little off target. He can still go out there and get it. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's very fast, you know. And, you know, he's just got all the measurables that you want in a wide receiver. And then 
we saw Debo Samuel have great success in the system last year as a rookie. So, you know, I believe in Brandon Ayuk, and I think he's going to be a top receiver for Jimmy Garoppolo. And reports are coming out that Jimmy and him are having a great uh, connection already in practice. And, and, and that's important, especially when there's no preseason games this season, to have them already start to get a connection. So I think he might be, like, on the shelf a little bit weeks one and two just so he can get, like, a little use, more used to the offense. But I think down the line, I think he'll start making some big games and hopefully lead the team in receiving yards because that's what I'm going with. I think he's – I think that's fair. Like, especially if Debo doesn't play week one or week two, he might. Well, you know, it's not a 100% guarantee. I think Ayuk's guaranteed for week, uh, for week one. I've strained my hamstring before, and week <laughs> one's probably about three weeks away from when he did that. So he's got enough time to recover. Mm-hmm. And what Shanahan's raved about is his knowledge. Like, he's came in as a veteran, not as a rookie. Like, you didn't really hear that about Debo Samuel last offseason. And next thing you know, Debo Samuel's wide receiver one. So I, I think that's a fair assessment. I, I like Ayuk. I like what I've seen from him so far. I think, yeah, Aaron and I were both coming into the draft. We were both C.D. Lamb guys. We were going like, all right, 13th 100%. pick, let's, let's take C.D. Lamb. I want to know about Jerry Judy, man. Yeah. And then, and I know, Jerry, I mean, Jerry, I wasn't, that, I was like, okay, if not, if CD Lamb gets taken by the Jets, then all right, let's say Jerry Judy, I guess I'll be the second one. And neither one, it was Javon Kinlaw. I'm like, okay, okay, maybe they'll trade back up, you know, because uh, CD was fallen. And then the Cowboys taken, I was like, shit, what are we going to do? And all of a sudden we trade up, I'm like, all right, what are we doing? I don't know, what are we doing? And then uh, Brandon Ayuk, I think I, over the months, I kind of like the fir- like, first initial impression was kind of like, uh, I don't know, man, I, I don't know much about this guy. But I think as more you hear, especially with like the whole ASU connection with Herm Edwards and John Lynch. And then especially yep. what you're saying in, in the training camp with how, you know, he looks like a veteran and he's a standing out with Jimmy. I think, yeah, Aaron is right. He could be someone who maybe even not, if not this year, for sure next year would be like a standout player on the 49ers uh, receiving room. Yeah. And his mom is, is a 49ers fan. fan. Yeah. So he, he's <laughs> well, got that I in his back that. pocket. Yeah. And um, see, this is what I was going to say. I think Jerry Judy can be like a multi pro bowler or even Ruggs has that potential. I'm not, I'm not too high on him though. This is where my concern with those two came from is they weren't even the best receiver on that Alabama team. So why am I going to invest a top 15 pick on someone who wasn't even the best receiver on their team? For sure. I guess. Fair point. Hey, so shout you're out a Jaylen, to my boy are you a Jalen Waddle guy? Huh? Would you say you're a Jalen Waddle guy uh, for next year? Someone, I mean, not probably not for the Niners, but just in general, look out for next oh, year's draft. I've seen more of him on special teams than just as a natural receiver. I like Davion Smith from, uh, from them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good player. All right, yeah, sorry. Let me go, go ahead with your Trent Taylor. I was going to say shout-out to Trent Taylor. We've mentioned all these receivers, but not Trent Taylor. So he, he's been having a great camp from what I'm hearing. Yeah, he's, he's probably not going to get a high target volume, but you need a third and seven. He's going to get nine yards for you. So he may not be there high in targets, but he may be four targets, four receptions. And that, Bears game, that Bears game, uh, 2017, that's all I can think of. Like that third down, Jimmy just slinging it into him. It's almost every play, like you see, just Jimmy's only looking at Trent. Like Trent's his guy. Jimmy loves and I think, Trent. Yeah, yeah, we were just missing it last year. And I think maybe that's the reason Niners fans, you know, you, we talk about Ayuk, we talk about Debo, you know, Dante, KB. I think the guy you forget about is Trent Taylor. But I think, yeah, he, I mean, especially what you hear, I think last year, right, everyone was saying in training camp that he was the Santa receiver. And this year you're kind of hearing the same thing. So yeah. I'm, Hopefully, yeah, maybe he can stand out this year. Yeah, and Jimmy was great on third down last year. And I know these receivers are young, but I think they could be real. I think this is the most talented receiving core the 49ers have had in a really long time. Um, And I think they will prove themselves. 
Hopefully, yeah, dude. Hopefully, I mean, I think that's going to be integral for a good, uh, just for a good season because we've seen like injuries to running backs, stuff like that. And injuries will happen, especially yeah. with coronavirus. Having yep. this deep receiving room, I mean, that's good. Like, I mean, I'm comfortable. Like, let's say one guy goes down, we definitely have another dude who can step right in and maybe not have the same production, but we'll still be pretty good. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into the last segment we wanted to do. And uh, we kind of, we, we're going to start doing this every week now. We're just going to go division by division. We're going to start with the AFC West and the NFC West. And uh, we're just going to rank the quarterbacks in the division. I think, um, let me, do you top want to start eight. with AFC? Oh, top you want to go top, top, eight? top eight? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't prepared for that, but I guess on the spot I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are, are we putting Justin Herbert or Tyrod Taylor as the Chargers quarterback? It's whichever think. one you think is yeah. going to be better, yeah. I there guess, yeah. Okay. Um, Damn, okay. All right, let's, so I think let's end off with the NFC, right? NFC West, we're all NFC West, guys. We'll end off with that. We'll start off with the AFC West. No, it's just going to be eight to one, right? Because we're ranking all of them together. So we can have. Oh, you want to come? Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about backups. I thought you, when you were saying eight, I was like, I thought you were talking about backups. Oh, no, dude. Backups like, are kind of hard. <laughs> backups are kind of hard to rank. Yeah. That's why I was, I was like, dude, that's crazy. I didn't, I wasn't prepared for that. Like, I don't Aside know. Aside from I, Marcus <laughs> Mariota, I'm not exactly knowledge in the backups. I was going to say, okay, charges. Nick yeah, Mullins. Uh, yeah, Nick true, Mullins. Yeah. I see you better up there. Dick Nick. Dude, for sure. All right. So let's, yeah. All right. So then. We're we're combining the two. Uh, how are we gonna do this? We're we just gonna go with eight and go down the go in yeah, a circle. We're we just gonna eight, list our... eight in a circle, seven in a circle. Then it... all right, then we'll yeah. do that. All right, Lemeter, you wanna you wanna begin? You're the one who uh, came up with the segment. <laughs> you want to start off? Well, it does sound like I'm starting everything, so you know, might as well. Well, I'm putting you in a spot. So just <laughs> I'm to, here's here's the thing. I'm trying to get some ideas here. I'm gonna I'm hoping maybe you'll say something like, okay, jog me. You know, give, give me some ideas for how to rank my guys. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's see. All right, I got Drew Locke at number eight. Um, he's he had a solid five games, uh, sort of Jimmy esque, but you know, you can't put him up there because that offense wasn't. He didn't turn the team around like Jimmy, and um, he's just you know he got to prove himself. So I got Drew Locke at eight. All right, uh, Leo, you, you want to go second, or I, I can go. So, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight with my yeah, number yes. eight. Yeah, yeah, we're All just right, gonna go. Perfect. In, I guess in a circle. Perfect. Number eight, I'm gonna go Justin Herbert. Oh, that's not a hot take. That's hard. Right, he's got. Drew he's got to be. Drew Locke was, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, Drew, Locke, Drew Locke was okay. Like he was good enough to where I would rank him higher than Justin Herbert. Like a lot of people even thought of Drew Locke as a first round pick, anyways. Um, so I'm going to go with, uh, Justin Herbert as number eight until I see him take an NFL snap and start multiple games in the NFL because that we've have seen first round picks get drafted and look good in college and then completely fold. I'm not saying he can't make it into the top four by the end of this season, as far as AFC West and NFC West goes, but before the season goes, I'm definitely putting him at eight until I see more. Definitely. Okay. I think I'd have to go with you with that. I think, I mean, I'm starting to think, like, obviously, I think Terrell Taylor is going to start. He, uh, they pretty much just, right. like, they've, they've, said, they've said that's going to happen. But, I mean, it's pretty much assumed that he's in the same situation that he was in uh, Cleveland where Baker. eventually, eventually, um, Justin Herbert will take over. But I think you're right. I think one thing is um, Hard Knocks has kind of given us an insight where uh, he didn't have, you know, he didn't do a whole, like, Oregon's offense wasn't very much, you know, NFL mm-hmm. like, comparable. Like, you can't, yeah. like, it's very different from what he's going to do right now. So, I think there's a steep learning curve for that. And, I mean, you can go off, like, intangible and stuff like that. But you're right. I think we've seen quarterbacks who are, like, really good in college and then just didn't plan, pan out because of, like, the mental aspect. And, yeah, that's why I'm going to go with uh, Herbert at eight. All right, Aaron. Finish us off. All right. All right. Well, I mean, every, it's, it's been said. I mean, I have Justin Herbert at eight as well. 
So, but I will say if Tyrod Taylor for some reason is the start of the whole year, I would put him over Drew Locke. So yeah, I'm just gonna go Herbert. All right. All right, number seven. It looks like I didn't get the memo to the party because I got Tyrod Taylor in this list. (laughs) Hey, I like it. I like Uh, it. So I I was thinking Carr versus Taylor was like, you know, it was a tough debate for me. But, you know, Tyrod Taylor, he's a great player. So He's not bad. Not at all. Serviceable. He doesn't turn turn the ball over, which is something I like in a quarterback. So very low interception. I just feel so bad for him. I feel so bad for him. Like he's like in Buffalo, and that was this one opportunity. I mean, he was in Baltimore originally, and I mean, he never really had an opportunity to start there. Buffalo, he finally came there, and like right when he took him to the playoffs, they switched him out for uh, Nathan uh, Nathan Peterman. No, and then the next year, he goes back in. And then they put him back in, but I mean, they still kind of like like he was never like they were never like very confident in him. And then he goes to Cleveland, and we're like three, four games in, uh, Baker comes in, and now he's kind of in the same situation in, uh, in uh, L.A. where it's, it's pretty much they're just counting the days until Justin Herbert goes, and like nobody expects him to be the franchise quarterback. He could start the whole year. That's the thing because their defense is stacked. Like it's a different roster than what he had in Cleveland, and For sure, yeah. so he could definitely win some games with that Chargers team. I, I think I saw today Mike Williams is going to be out with some time, but he still does have Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry as guys to throw to, and Eckler's great out of the backfield if he decides to throw to him as well. So he may start sixteen games. I, that would not shock me. Yeah, especially with the Corona, and you know, like maybe he's yeah. not as much development as he would in the regular year. But um, let's go to you. What's who's your number seven guy? So number seven, I am. I gotta, I gotta go with Drew Locke here at, at number seven. Um, it was between him and Carr, but I, if I was starting a franchise, I would rather have Carr than Drew Locke. Basically, um, I, I think he's a guy. Like I said, he's kind of on the same level as Justin Herbert. If he does ball out this year, he has the capability. Look at that receiving core. They're pretty stacked. Like, it, no one's talking about it. Um, so I, I could see him being top four between these two divisions next year. But right as of now, he's number seven for me until I see that's, more. That's crazy. Yeah, the whole draft, literally, all they did was draft offense, just offensive weapons for him. From, oh like, God. Albert O to Judy, Hamler. Yeah, just crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, young the tight end. Yeah, the oh two running God, backs, too. I mean, Melvin Gordon, I don't think he's a bum. I mean, he's maybe had a bad year, but I think he'll bounce back. <laughs> I mean, Philip Lindsay also, you know. I mean, yeah. He's no, yeah, those are two good guys. All right. Um, I'm going to kind of switch it up a little bit. I'm going to go with Derek Carr, number seven. Ooh, I'm, disrespect. I'm the disrespect here. Well, I'm going to go different. I just think there's a lot of talent in both divisions. I think there's a lot of some talented quarterback. And I'm going to go – the reason, I mean, I, I already said that Drew Locke's going to be my sixth guy. And it's just the only reason I put Drew Locke over him is because of the upside that I see with Locke. And I also I like I like what he, what I saw from him last year, and I feel like if he can capitalize on it and um, work on it even more, I feel like he can you know be a really good quarterback. And I mean he could potentially be up there with Mahomes right in that division. So um, yeah, I mean I'm not gonna say like he matching him, but I feel like the, it, they whoa, could be one or two. Whoa, I could think whoa, of Mahomes in the, Is that a hot take? I guess. I <laughs> guess wait, wait, a I'm a Drew. Did Lo- you just I'm a Drew, Lock Drew Lock to Patrick Mahomes? I said they could be up there one and two. <laughs> I like Drew Lock. I'm a Drew Lock believer. I think I like his uh, I like his uh, he's singing rap lyrics on the sideline. He's doing his uh, his Buzz Lightyear kind of laser beam shit on uh, <laughs> his receiver. Like, Aaron's like had it with you. Aaron's <laughs> had it with you. He's pacing. He's pacing. <laughs> I like the. I mean, I don't think. Drew, I mean, I don't think Drew Luck. That that's as crazy as Dante Pettis. I'm gonna go with that. I, I, I'm you know, Aaron, you're not gonna convince me otherwise. Derek Carr number seven. Moving on to you. <laughs> All right. Can you guys see that? Uh, uh, is that a house? 
What is uh, it? It's supposed to be a lock. It's supposed oh, to be Drew Lock. Uh, but okay. Anyways. Anyways. Anyway, yeah, well, it was funny in my head. Anyways, I, I, I have Drew Locke at number six, or the next Patrick Mahomes at number seven. So that that's my pick there. Up there okay, you guys are twisting my words a little bit. I, I said he's up there okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Twisting my words a little bit. Aaron, you could, okay, have said, uh, you could have said this next guy at seven. I have him down as a lock. Oh, uh, I was going to say that. I was going to say that, but I went with the drawing instead. And you're right, that would have that, that would that would have been much better. All right, Lemeter, number six. All right, um, call this a hot take or whatever. I'm going to go Mar- – no, just kidding. I'm not going to put Marcus Mariota there. Lemeter hates Pamela. number six. <laughs> I'm a big Marcus Mariota guy. I think he should start for the Raiders team, but, you know. Oh, yeah. We'll just keep that secondary. We yeah. Let's not have Marcus Mariota overshadow the segment here. So, let's but go. He'll, he'll get hurt. And then Derek Carr will have to start. <laughs> so, I mean, they both. I got Marcus Mariota as the third best quarterback. Lemire saw Mariota. Lemire saw Mariota catch a touchdown, and then from yeah. that from that day on, Mariota threw a touchdown to himself, which was just oh my god. <laughs> I mean, so did Sam Bradford. So, like, we can just, we can just say that. So, <laughs> no, no, my, I'm kidding. I mean, if you're, we're going to talk about Terrell Pryor, he was a quarterback, and he caught he he's got touchdowns. I mean, there's a whole lot of guys where you can you can say that about. Right, yeah, I, I know about it. Okay, you're going to take that so, back, so... No, I'm going to go Derek Carr, nice and easy, you know. All right. Derek Carr's cool at six. Okay. All same, right, same boat. Derek Carr at six. Uh, I think this guy had so much high ceiling, and then after he got hurt, is he just became the check down king. Like, he just wants to throw. Oh, yeah. Even on, say, like a third and five, he'll still check it down. Any chance he has to get to just to check that i don't know i think it's just a habit he loves to do it now um so if someone's a check down king in my book i can't rate him higher than six uh the previous two guys i said if they ball out they could go up four. Derek carr i don't see him balling out he could go you know eight next year for me if he's yeah. even still there and he doesn't choose uh marcus mariota to become the future of the or excuse me you, las you vegas raiders <laughs> You could have done even more like crazy take. You could have said Lynn Bowden, right? He was a quarterback for. Um, <laughs> he played quarterback, some quarterback yeah. too. Maybe maybe he comes in. Lynn, Lynn Bowden's the next Hall of Fame Raiders quarterback. <laughs> I was gonna say Derek Carr has been giving Tom Brady a run for the money at the uh, checkdown king spot. <laughs> Derek Carr, uh, Derek Carr loves that. You know, checking down. He th- likes oh to throw him to the, to the right to the ground. You know, he he's beautiful on the spike. Yeah. There's no quarterback I would take on a on a QB spike than <laughs> Derek yeah. Carr. That's why I don't get that Henry Ruggs pick for them. Like. This dude is a deep threat, and you're gonna give your check down a quarterback uh, a four two forty. Like I just don't understand it. I mean, that's a solid Raiders pick. You know, it proves Al Davis is still alive and still calling the shots. For them. <laughs> so <laughs> they just had to do it. Yeah, they they had to go yeah. with Henry Ruggs. What would Al do? That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Drew Lock. You know, I said he could be. You know, yeah. I could could be up there. I don't think it could is just yet. You know, there you go. Exa- I'm, I'm locking it. No, Aaron, I'm gonna take that from. I'm gonna take that from you guys. I'm locking in Drew Lock at number six. <laughs> All right. I, I think there's enough said. I think we've talked about Drew Lock enough. Aaron, yeah. who's your number well, six I guy? Mean, I'm I'm my number six one. The car comes to a screaching halt. That that's not that good. I'm sorry, guys. Anyways, <laughs> I, I have Derek Carr. No, that was that was pretty good. That was, that was, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. That's that good. Yeah. Okay. All right. At least you didn't draw the card this time. I'll take. I I was. I was actually going to. I started doing, but I was like, no, no. Pull out a Hot Wheel. (laughs) It didn't work the first time, but yeah, I don't think it's going to work the second time. (laughs) It's not gonna work. Yeah, I have Derek Carr. I mean, I kind of agree with everything that's been said. You know, he's just kind of a checkdown guy. I mean, he looked really good in 2016 before he got hurt, 
and it just hasn't been the same since. So yeah, that's all I have to say. For sure. Fair enough. All right, Lemeter, number five. All right, I really want to put Kyler here, but, you know, he's just too talented to put him at five. So I got to go with a quarterback I really like. A quarterback I once said was better than Mahomes. (laughs) Jared Goff. When the Rams (laughs) beat the Chiefs in the shootout last year, I was like, Jared Goff has a higher ceiling than Mahomes. I think that that might be an invalid take right now, but. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm actually happy you admitted it. That's, I think, the first time you ever admitted that you had a bad take. (laughs) <laughs> Jared Goff's like Matt Ryan. He's just sol- he's gonna be inconsistent, but like he could be solid in a couple of years. You could look at him the same as you look at Matt Ryan right now. Just like he's there. He's Matt Ryan. He's a cool guy. Cool guy. Yeah, Matty. Yeah. Leave him in the freezer. Forget about it. <laughs> but uh, with this is, I'm gonna go Kyler Murray. Um, I'm not high on him as other people are. I think he. I think his ceiling is high though. I, I will say that, but so is Jared Goff's because he has Sean McVay. All they need is that run game going, and now he's a top five quarterback in the NFC. Um, so I'm going with Kyler here because you look at it is everybody wants to reign Kyler as this next Russell Wilson, but he had worse statistical records than um, Minshew in Jacksonville. He was worse than Minshew. His touchdown uh, percentage, his interception percentage, Minshew was better. And Minshew didn't have Kingsbury, this offensive genius. He didn't have all these other weapons. He had DJ Chark, which is a great player, but that's about it in Jacksonville. Rather than Kyler Murray, as a collective, he had more weapons than that. And he still was not better than Minshew statistically obviously his ceiling is a lot higher than Minshew like it's not even comparable but to say who had a better season it was Minshew so that being said until he gets closer to that ceiling I'm gonna put him down at five and and that's 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 nothing on his height when I say closer to the ceiling (laughs) 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 I like I like yeah I like the one-liners I'm I'm gonna go. I think this might be a little bit emotional, but there's there's a little bit of logic to back it. I'm gonna I'm going with Jared Goff, and it's mostly just once again like the car pick. I think Kyler's better, so Kyler's gonna be my. I'm kind of tipping Kyler's gonna be my next one. With Jared Goff, I mean he's a solid guy, but I think there's just it goes to say there's a lot of talent in both divisions. To put that Jared mm-hmm. Goff would be you put him in some other divisions, I feel like he could be number two or number one in that. But um mm-hmm. just and I think you bring up a lot of points with Sean McVay, but I also got to look at um just who he has now. Like I mean Robert Woods is there. Um, Cooper Cup so is there. It, yeah, I mean, I, I, those guys are solid and so on. But I feel like Brandon, they're definitely going to be missing Brandon Cooks. I don't know if uh, Van Jefferson is going to be all that just you know right at the beginning. Um, obviously, Todd Gurley, you know, they're not they're missing that you know just that beast of a runner. I don't think Cam Akers or any of the guys on that team are going to be just or going to be that like just yet. So that's why I see like yes, you can say like Sean McVay is super talented, and yes, you can right. be like okay, there's all the potential in the world. But I think just for this season, especially, I can say. I just don't see like him uh, what's called being as good as he was before. I feel like he'll regress a little bit. And that's why, I mean, and that's kind of the opposite of what I see for Kyler. Kyler, I feel like his team just got exponentially better with all the targets they got. I mean, especially DeAndre Hopkins, which is why I'm going to rank Goff at uh, five and then Kyler will be my fourth guy. Boaz, I thought we were ranking quarterbacks. It's not the entire team here, but. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, you got to be, you, you're not just throwing, you're throwing to somebody, right? You're not just, you, you got to be throwing to somebody. I feel like Cooper, Cup, Cooper Cup is an elite from the yeah. slot. 
Yeah, Joe, Cooper Cup's dude, a beast. That first, uh, first like week one through eight, fantasy football. I had Cooper Cup. I was saying like this guy's gonna be, this guy's amazing. And then he just, I don't know where he went. Uh, Cooper Cup turned into, I, I don't know, man. Uh, he just defense figured it out. My brother, yeah. my brother traded me Godwin for Cup on the week eight deadline. I was so blessed. <laughs> oh, you call wait, him your you brother? You call him your brother still? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron. Who do you have for number five? You know, I really wanted to put Kyler here because he screwed the A's over and he didn't sign with them, which was the right oh, decision, sorry. by the way. <laughs> I'm, glad but, you're not, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're not making an emotional decision here, basically I'm what not. you hinted to us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going with Jared Goff, and the only reason – I think Goff is better than Kyler right now, but I, I think Kyler is going to just take a, 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 another step next year, and I see him – I, I see Goff kind of staying the same, staying where he's at right now. And then I could see Kyler potentially getting better. And that's why I have Kyler over Goff right now. And, you know, Goff's a solid guy. I feel like people hate uh, shit on him too much. But, you know, he's, he's a solid quarterback. And I, I think I think he, the Rams, he's a he, – he, he can win games as the Rams starting quarterback. So Yeah, I've heard, like, his dad won't even – Jared Goff's – his dad won't even take interviews to KMBR anymore just because KMBR just basically shitted on Goff. Since, you know, he's on the Rams, which is fair. Yeah, yeah. But now, like, he won't even make any type of presence on KMBR. Wow. I didn't hear about yeah, that. that. That's yeah. fair, though, because, you know, I don't think Jared Goff deserves the hate he gets. No. Like Colin Coward yeah. says, he says this about every quarterback, but he throws a nice ball. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just feel like he's the, the reason is he's the number one overall pick. And I feel like it's also just he doesn't do anything flashy. I think it's kind of like the Matt Ryan thing where, like, you look at Matt Ryan, like, yeah, that's a good quarterback. You're not – I mean, you're not going to be – this isn't like Russell Wilson where he's scrambling out like five guys and he's just still making a throw on the run or Patrick Mahomes slinging the ball, not even looking, you know, across body. He's not going to do that or anything like that. But he's, he's a solid quarterback. And, I mean, I think the Matt Ryan comparison, I feel like it's actually pretty accurate just in the fact that, like, they're going to be – they're going to do their job. They're going to get the team. Like, they're definitely not going to be bad for the team. But they're also they can elevate their team a little bit, but they're not. I mean, they're not flashy or like some like ESPN top ten highlight plays. Like they're not gonna be doing that. Right. All right, number Our four. Leader. Are we at? So okay, Goff's out of the way. I I'm not putting Jimmy at four. No way in hell. Jimmy goes to four. <laughs> so we got Kyler by default. He's a great player. Uh, I see big things. So you know, there we go. <laughs> Ky- so Kyler at four by default because Jimmy is the next Patrick Mahomes. Got it. I got him winning MVP. He's a Johnny Unitas <laughs> times Tom Brady times Patrick Mahomes times Walter Payton with his <laughs> rushing ability now that his brace is gone. <laughs> so Jimmy G's MVP, Dante Pettis is Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> and Mariota's second for MVP. He's an uh, excellent line. Oh, a- AFC Player of the Year. Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Lynn so Bowden Player exposed. of the Year as well. <laughs> rookie, rookie of the Year. He's up for it. He's up for it. Uh, um, so I got to go Jared Goff here. Um, no way. Like I'm not choosing Jared Goff over Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, just because Jared Goff has lost a lot more than he has won in his career. And with Jimmy, it's been the opposite. And Jimmy's done it with terrible teams. Like we said in 2017, he went five and L before that they could only barely scratch out one win against a terrible giants team. And so with Jared Goff, like I said, I have him over Kyler just because Kyler, he does have a high ceiling, but so does Jared Goff. You know, when he has everything's clicking for him, he's a top five quarterback in the NFC. Um, and I think he might have a chance to get there because Robert Woods, 
he's a baller. One of the top route runners in the league. No one really talks about him. Cooper Cup is one of the best from the slot. What does Van Jefferson do? Um, Gerald Everett is their number two tight end. They may have the – their number one is uh, – Higby, um, right? Higby. So they may have, like, the number three tight end tandem in the NFL because Everett's pretty solid. Higby showed out a lot last year. Mm-hmm. And if they could get that run game going, they could click on offense. I don't think they're contending for a playoff spot. Maybe for a second wild card, they may end up somewhere around nine and seven once again. Um, but I think Goff, as, he still does have a high ceiling. Um, and it's obvious he was number one overall quarterback when he was selected. Yeah, I'm going to go, and I think it's a lot of it is emotionally. Kyler Murray is who I'm going to put. Um, I can't He's a baller. Jimmy. He's a baller. I think one game for sure is, I mean, the two Niners games, one on Halloween and then a few weeks later when they played. I mean, you, you, the Cardinals team, if you look at it, they have no business being anywhere close to the Niners. They shouldn't be anywhere close. To, the score should not be as close. Like Both games came yeah. down to the wire. They mm-hmm. have no business doing that. And I think a whole lot of it can be attributed. Yeah, you could say Cliff Kingsbury and his play calling. But I think Kyler Murray and what he was doing to the Niners defense was just how fast he's. Like, I think maybe – I would say he's comparable to Lamar Jackson with the scrambling ability and just the speed that he – like, I mean, both guys didn't run their 40s. But I would say, dude, uh, Kyler Murray is, is fast. And, I mean, um, he's he's got a nice arm too just for – like, I mean, you can make all the high jokes. And I made those when he got drafted. <laughs> he's got a nice arm. He's pretty fast. And, I mean, I'm just looking at DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm kind of saying, like, I'm a little bit scared. Like, there's a team – I feel like the in the NFC West, there's a team that I'm scared of as a 49ers fan. It's kind of the Cardinals. They're an up-and-coming team for me. Yeah, one thing I forgot oh. to say about Kyler is that he's really smart. He knows when to sit down. Unlike Lamar, who goes for all the jukes and all the flashy plays, Kyler knows when to slide, yeah. when to sit. He knows how to take care of that. Yeah. All right, Aaron, number four. But my number four, I have former A's outfielder, Kyler Murray, at number four. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, he, you know, I, I kind of said – There's still a chance. Like, you know, see, maybe, maybe his NFL career will blow up and he'll, he'll come up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he made, he made a very smart decision because now there's no minor league baseball at all, so he would not even be getting paid at this point. So, yep. anyways. So, yeah, Kyler Murray, he's just a fantastic quarterback. I mean, you know, like he said, he didn't have a, a better season than Minshew. But, you know, I think he, he has a very high ceiling. And, you know, he's a guy that's going to add something in the run game, even if he's not putting up, you know, like Mahomes numbers or like Wilson numbers. Like he's going to add something to the offense just by him being able to like, you know, run, maybe maybe bring back the read option. That's not happening. But, you know, he, he can still do something out there. So, you know, I think if you have a quarterback who's a scrambler, that's going to it's going to be an advantage to your team as long as he doesn't get, you know, he's not running over the middle and getting hit by the linebackers and risking his health. But, yeah, I have Kyle Murray at four. All right. So you were saying that, uh, Lemeter, that Kyler Murray knows how to slide and get down really well. I wonder if he learned that with the A's. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those are skills that are trans- – yeah, you know, maybe a few years down the line, maybe if it doesn't work out with the Cardinals, those are definitely skills you can transfer over to baseball. <laughs> yeah. What the, what the Cardinals did really well against the Niners is they just got the ball out quick, and they had to because their offensive line is terrible. So where I come into question is, yeah, they got DeAndre Hopkins, but – DeAndre Hopkins isn't so much like a Michael Thomas type of receiver. He's more of a, okay, let me run up the sideline here and come back for a contested catch. So is that the time they're going to take on that play? Is that going to take enough time to where D Ford and Nick Bosa come in for a sack? We'll see. Oh, look at that. He started this. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> that I, that's true. But I, I would also say that I think um, with DeAndre's presence there, it also opens up guys like Christian Kirk. I mean, Larry oh, Fitz as well. Like, we can't Kirk. forget Larry Fitz is almost – I mean, the, the, the guy should be – he's got one foot in the retirement home. But he's still – you know, he can make a few catches and stuff Oh, like he that. can. 
yeah. I remember Kirk dropped a in San Francisco or Santa Clara last year is he dropped a big third down play big time and oh, that yeah, would have yeah. probably kept the momentum going for Arizona because I think that was just right after the 49ers scored their first touchdown started clawing their way back in because it was kind of night and day between two games one game Arizona had a try and come back in the next game Arizona was up like 17-0 yeah. and Christian Kirk it was <laughs> I was he just dropped it like straight up so we'll see we'll see um he should improve though I just found that interesting when you said it could open things up with Christian Kirk because I think Kirk is a baller he just has a little drop struggle for sure yeah all right, uh, Lameter, you did you say your third guy or uh, you haven't? You haven't... Oh, I said it's basically implied. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy, he's yeah. a great quarterback. I think I've said a lot about him. He's just overhated. That's all I want to put out. Jimmy is a great player. I mean, we've all so far we've all so far put him in our top three. I mean, we haven't said yeah. it yet, but yeah. All right, Leo, let's hear so, who's number three. So are you are you sure that we all put him in our top three and not top two? Oh, oh I'd oh. like to see that. <laughs> oh, we have a hot take. I have yeah, my, one. yeah, I'm going Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> you, had you, you can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah, like yeah. He did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> I had you guys in the first half, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Had to tweet, but, I had a tweet yeah. lined up with the clip and everything. We're like, oh, my God, check out what Leo Luna had to say. <laughs> but, yeah, it's got to be Jimmy Garoppolo here. Um, similar to Russell Wilson and Jared Goff, like he's young in his starting career. He has less starts than Baker Mayfield. And look at the two differences between those quarterbacks and what they've 100%. done in the league. Baker Mayfield hasn't even made the playoffs yet. And with Jimmy Garoppolo, it's, I think he could go from a really good quarterback, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, to a guy that could potentially hit 30 touchdowns and, say, 10 interceptions. I don't think that interceptions is something that we're going to see drop away. He's a gunslinger. Um, yeah, he, he's going to continue to try that. So, and I don't – see, this is the thing I don't get is when people – even people that write at my same outlet try to make Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> different quarterback than what he is, it's like, why do we want him to throw the deep ball? This dude is 69%, 27 touchdowns nice. with gaining <laughs> yak through the middle and just perfect ball placement like that. George Kittle, monster play, fourth and two in New Orleans. Jimmy Garoppolo places that anywhere else. That's the first water. down. Like, it is what it is. Uh, but he has per- he knows where to put that ball. So, could he also – so, that's why I say his ceiling could go a lot higher. Does he develop a deep game? Does he develop outside the numbers? There's just so much more that where Jimmy can go that we haven't seen yet. He, I legit believe – he can go to Pro Bowl quarterback level to MVP talk. Dude, Lemire is going to love this. He's going to have this recorded every night we haven't, he goes to We sleep. haven't seen it. We haven't seen, like, yeah, where his game could take him. And just based on what he did last year, 27 and 13, 4,000 yards, and he could get better from that, dude, I'll take it. I think a lot of fans, and I mean, I'll say, like, myself included, I think you, like, suffer from Mahomes syndrome. You see, like, all these crazy plays, and, like, you're like, I want a guy like that on my team. And Jimmy's, yeah. I mean, he's, he's not going to be like, and I think, I'm going to tell you about it. I said a lot of things about him after the Super Bowl, after he missed Emmanuel Sanders. I Dude, was, you're you know, a Jimmy hater. Be. Just say that. You're I'm not saying- a Jimmy hater. I, I, I'm not a Jimmy hater, though. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm putting him at three. He's my number three guy. I think he's over Kyler. 
and stuff like that. But I don't know for how long that is. But I'll, just for now, See, I'm bringing it at number three. This is what I'll say about the Super Bowl. You cannot blame that on Jimmy because there was multiple people. Um, I truly believe he rushed that throw. Like he completed that throw against the Rams twice in the same same drive yeah, yeah. twice. So I believe it was truly rushed. He had he had pressure coming from the edge. He had pressure coming to inside. So he he was off on his timing. I think you could that blame just, him for that. that. That's the last fair. final drive. The last final drive is what upset me because I feel like there was a couple open guys and it, and it got batted by Chris Jones. Yeah. And then with that last final throw, it's kind of like we saw you're right with the Rams where he did that. And that's the reason. Like if he never completed that before, I can just be like, all right, Jimmy's not a good deep ball thrower. That's I can blame it on that and that's it. But it's the fact of the matter that he's done it before. He did it in uh, New Orleans to Emmanuel Sanders. They kind of underthrew it, but Emmanuel came back to him and got it. Yeah. Uh, he did the same thing against the Rams. Literally pretty much the same play. Yeah. New Orleans Rams, same play. And it's the same exact play was drawn in the Super Bowl. And the fact of the matter is that I've seen him do that play. It's kind of what pissed me off, but I mean, yeah. So, right, so it's like it. the thing is, it's known for Jimmy to underthrow the ball. So the fact that he threw the ball, that means he was rushed to throw it. He had to get rid of it, or else that ball was not even getting nowhere near Emmanuel Sanders that it was. You could even relay and say, okay, Emmanuel Mosley, third and fifteen. You could jump on that more that's than true, Jimmy Garoppolo. True. Like that was a much more manageable play to complete. Or um, I think Kendrick Bourne, he ran a the wrong option route. He ran a comeback route instead of doing a post corner on a third and 15 in the fourth quarter. That's when Jimmy Garoppolo threw it to the sideline and Shanahan and all the other coaches were so upset. It's because Kendrick Bourne was supposed to do a post corner. Instead, he decided to do a comeback. And then um, I believe there was one. Oh, another instance is when Patrick Mahomes ran the ball in. They, the linebacker, went inside into the interior offensive line instead of following the football coming out and playing assignment football with Patrick Mahomes and Tart was left one on two. Okay. Do I guard Damian Williams here? or Do I stay with Patrick Mahomes? So like there's multiple instances I mean, in that no, game. You're right. I think, that I think it's a very Emmanuel. emotional thing. It's a very emotional thing that like after the game was done, I was very much, you know, I'm done with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like this guy is it? like, I can't stand <laughs> this guy right now. Like I can't even like, I mean, I can't even. So you wanted him. to go BDN, huh? <laughs> it, 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 dude, I was for a little bit. That's why I just why I can say I can see like the grand card. Like I was like, you know what? Maybe Nick was better. Like, do you remember that Raiders game? Like he was so good that game. Like, or, you know. <laughs> and then I remember that uh, Nick Mullins had that one uh, game in Chicago where like he had a bunch of deep balls where he just couldn't throw them, and it kind of reminded me like hey, yeah. maybe, maybe he could have ran for the first down in that game. Well, no, the, the other one is you know maybe maybe CJ Beathard maybe we go back to him. That's yeah. a lot of thought process that came through. But I've come back. You know, it's been a few months since the Super Bowl. It was tough. It was tough. I mean, it was a tough time for. I think you. I had to find a scapegoat, and for me, it was Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll say that. But yeah, he's gonna be my number three guy. I think for it. our uh, us under thirty years old, which I assume we all are. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's thirty one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just tough because you see, uh, obviously, the older Super Bowls in the eighties, and then. Luckily, I was alive. Two of them. For, yeah. Two of them that we uh, lost, yeah. Luckily, I was alive in, in 95 or 94, whichever you want to call it. And then the most recent, Ravens. No way in hell they should have lost to that Ravens team. They did. And then the Chiefs game, you would say, up 10 points. That's where this team can improve that no one really talks about is the well, lead the leads yeah yeah like the falcons game they had a nine point lead and then they lost that one in the fourth they had a nine point lead in the fourth quarter and they lost it so it's just maintain or the saints they had the eight point lead and then the saints came back and took the lead and the 49ers 
had George Kittle make a great play for them to win that game or else that would have been another sure. two-score lead that they blew. There was yeah, there was just so many games. That, yeah, you're right. Where there were there were so many games where there were blowouts, but I feel like it almost felt like they should have they, they should have blown the team out for like by even more points. Is because like yeah. they kind of let them back towards the end or something like that. Seattle, Seattle, they were up twice, two scores. Like yeah. the most important one was uh, week 17. Like Seattle was one inch yeah. away from winning that game, that was and crazy. the 49ers <laughs> were up two scores in the fourth quarter. So that's where they can improve. All right, Aaron, who's your number three? Come on, Aaron, give us a hot take. Pat Mahomes. Pat, Mahomes. Take. Pat Mahomes. Hot Pat take. Mahomes. Oh, my God. Let me just such a hater. <laughs> such a Pat Mahomes. All right, number three, I, number three, I have porn star Jimmy. I feel like that's the consensus of all of us here. But, I mean, there's one thing I'm going to say since, you know, we've talked about Jimmy a lot, is that, you know, people, you know, he's not, like, going to lead the league in passing yards or anything like that. But this is a stat I like to bring up is that the top five quarterbacks who are in the top five in passing yards last season, none of their teams made the playoffs, if you can look at that. So with me personally, I want a quarterback. You know, people say – they say this about Alex Smith. They say about Jimmy Garoppolo, oh, like, oh, he's just a game manager. Isn't that what you're supposed to do, manage the game to get in a position to win? You don't need flashy numbers. Like, Jimmy's, first of all, he's not a game manager. He can make the big throws when necessary. So I feel like people are just dogging him too much. He's a quarterback. If you put him on the starting lineup of any team in the NFL, they, their chances of winning get instantly higher. So that's why I have Jimmy G, number three. Lameter, what's number two? Good all right, morning. I think the next two are quite obvious for all of us, you know. I know Pat Mahomes, be better. Pat Mahomes you better, number two. You better, Pat Mahomes number two. Yeah. There we go. You, you better stick to what you <laughs> said on your list earlier. So yeah, I mean, it's going. Pat Mahomes number two. I think uh, Pat Mahomes. However good he is, he's amazing. I have to give him that, even though I dislike the Chiefs. Wait, after. can we hear that? Can we hear that one more time? Let me. Can you say that one more time? Last part. <laughs> Pat Mahomes is amazing. Uh, Whoa, just one, more time, one more time. For, one more time for me. <laughs> All right, you know Pat Mahomes sucks. You know. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> wow. Wow. No, I dislike the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes after Jimmy tore his ACL in Kansas City. It's just the That's Chiefs really had nothing to do well with them. With me. It just doesn't sit well with me anymore. So that's why the Pat Mahomes thing doesn't sit well with me. But Pat Mahomes is great. I just think Russell Wilson has done it for so long and done it consistently. And Russell Wilson has had less weapons. That's why I'd rank Pat Mahomes at two, Wilson at one. Okay. So I'm assuming you know, uh, or at least seen, Kiana Martin, the 49ers. Uh Yeah. 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 Do you know where she worked for before the 49ers? I'm assuming the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's great, though. But it, you going on this, I can't stand the Chiefs, reminds me how Kiana was right there with the Chiefs before she came to San Francisco. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, I actually met her in person. Yeah, Lamita and I were talking to her at um, – what was that? The Nick Bosa, no, 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 the Nick Bosa slide, the slip and slide thing she was there. Oh, um, right, right, right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Completely off topic. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely. I started it. Um, that's on me. But I'm going to go number two. Could be recency bias, but I'm going Russell Wilson. Mainly because you see the Chiefs put Patrick Mahomes on their back, or Mahomes put the Chiefs on, their, on his back, and they win the game. When Seattle tries to do that with Russell Wilson, they're under 500. Ooh. So, it, they Seattle needs that balance with run game and then their pass game. They need Russell Wilson. He's great. He's probably – I hate to call him this, but he's probably the best game manager we've ever seen in the NFL. I, I, yeah, I, I, you're right, but I hate to give a compliment to a Seahawks quarterback. 
or just any Seahawk <laughs> in general. Lemire, Lemire is a closet, so he he'll put Russell Wilson at one easily. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it hurts me a little bit to my core to say something nice about a, a Seahawks uh, player. But I think yeah, I Russell hear you. Wilson's, yeah, Russell Wilson's at two. I think the one thing with Mahomes is for sure. Um, I mean, I'm kind of giving away number one. And as, I mean, that's kind of assumed anyway. But um, Mahomes, like the whole playoff stretch, like I think that's historical. Like, that's just crazy. Like almost every game, he was down like two to three scores, and he came back like every time. Like, I yeah. mean, there were so many games where, like, all right, uh, like, I mean, right before uh, AFC, whatever, championship, I was like, all right, I guess we're playing the Titans. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the, the Chiefs win. I mean, it's just yeah, – I mean, there's not nothing else you can say about Patrick Mahomes. He's probably had the best two years that you can have. If you're, like, starting in the NFL, if you have those two years, like, I mean, it's the best you could possibly have. I don't think anyone's going to top those first two years, like, ever. Hmm. All right, Aaron. Well, you know, you guys were flexing your celebrity, you know, meeting stories. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I have to do a quick flex here. You know, I met Colin Kaepernick at an – I saw him first in an airport bathroom and then met him and then actually <laughs> talked to him at an airport. We don't need to know what else happened inside that. <laughs> no, no, nothing that. like that. I just – I saw him, saw yeah. the cats, and then I talked – I ran into him later. And I'm not going to come up to him in a bathroom, so I ran into him later in the Pizza Hut. For sure. I was just like, go Niners. And that was it. <laughs> And also, I met, I saw John Gruden while I was strapped up to an EKG in New Orleans, EKG machine in New Orleans in, a, in an airport as well. That's a story for another time. Anyways, my number two quarterback is Russell Wilson, and you know, I mean, this, I mean, yeah, he is, he is a fantastic game manager. He's a guy that's just, I mean, you, you saw that throw that Tyler, Tyler Lockett he made in the, I think it was against the Rams. Oh yeah, you know, was, oh, yeah, yeah. The tiptoe in the back of the, the bright lights. Uh, they showed that commercial yeah. so many times. The Amazon commercial. They showed that play so many times. It makes me so like, I can't watch yeah. it anymore. Yeah. I think it's in those ugly greens too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. It was. Lighter greens. It was. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, what else can you say? He's a mobile quarterback. You know, he doesn't. He's not really a scrambler anymore. He, he can still run for it, but you know, he's just a fantastic quarterback. You know, there's not much to say. So, yeah. I mean, I, I guess we all know who our number ones are. All right. Uh, so well just, yeah. I mean, I'll just go slowly. Or, yeah, we'll go quickly around. Or uh, we'll go quickly around the meter. Wilson. Wilson. All right, do you want to just say why you think Wilson's better than Mahomes? Well, like, uh, if, you put, if you put Wilson in Kansas City, I think he'd do better than Mahomes does with Kansas City. I think if you put him oh. – he, he throws an amazing oh. deep ball. I think that gets overlooked. Oh. Russell yeah, Wilson, Wilson has one of the game. prettiest Wilson. deep balls. Wilson needs a run game. Like Willie was well, saying, is that Wilson needs a complimented run game? And I mean, no, Kansas City. I, I don't think so. I, 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 I've never seen him really. I've never seen Seattle really give him the opportunity to put him, uh, put them on his back. They never let him do his thing. They, they always. Ha- Mahomes has a good offensive line, so he could still do his thing with like elite weapons. Russell Wilson doesn't have that luxury. He has to make uh, make things work with uh, one of the worst offensive lines in the league, one of the worst play callers in the league consistently. I, I've never seen Seattle have a good offensive play caller. Um, and um, a mediocre run game sometimes. The last year was pretty good. I got to give Chris Carson and Rashad Penny their due. But, you know, yeah. Isn't it awful? Isn't it awful choosing between a Seahawks quarterback and a Chiefs quarterback for number one? <laughs> it definitely I mean, is. If, like, it, if it wasn't for the fact that Mahomes won a Super Bowl, I honestly, I, I like, I like, I liked Mahomes before. I had like nothing against him. That's the, my only knock, really, is a Super he was, Bowl. He was my draft crush coming into that draft, and then losing a Super Bowl to him. I was like, that's it, yeah. It's an emotional but, thing. Like, I actually don't like. I, I like Patrick Mahomes, but at some point, like, it feels like I can't like him because it's like I'm cheating on the Niners. It's like it, it feels dishonest <laughs> if, I'm, if I like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so with Patrick Mahomes, he's my obvious number one. And it's just I've seen some tape on Mahomes to where he can grow. And that's the scary part. Like there's a lot of the times where there's just watching the pure tape, the all 22 film. There's guys wide open and Mahomes doesn't throw him the ball on like third down or whatever down and ends up getting an incompletion or so. I'm just like, man, if he's able to just move his eyes and pick up that wide, like I'm telling you, there's probably five yards, the next defender on the receiver that's wide open. If he's able to move his eyes quicker and get off that first read, Oh my God. Like I I don't even want that to happen. That's how great (laughs) the chiefs can get. Like if Mahomes learns that. Remember, I think there's another, um, he was on some podcast or some interview and he was talking about how uh, in his rookie, or not his rookie year, his second year, I guess technically his rookie year, how he didn't like only halfway through, he really learned how to read defenses. Like that just goes to show you how like raw he came in and how yeah. I think you're right that there's like, there's so much that he can develop. That, like we're not even, like pl- people are like right now saying like, okay, this is the peak of Mahomes. Like this is still fantastic. And I'm like, I, the way I see it is like, I don't think we're even close to the peak yet. Like no. he can get even better than that. Yeah. yeah. All right, Aaron, you have any last thoughts about Patrick Mahomes? Uh, I mean, I'm surprised. You all of you went Patrick Mahomes at number one. I went Matt Moore at number one. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my number one. And yeah, I just want to leave it at that. All right. I mean, I think we we've covered pretty much everything. We went all over the board: Four Niners, Saints, Chiefs. A lot of Chiefs talk too. I didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> but I think with that being said, we'll catch you guys next. Oh time. crap! Crap! Thank you. guys. Oh, I, ac- I accidentally dropped. I, crap, <laughs> I dropped the best. Whoa. I dropped the best defensive team in baseball oh shit sorry guys i don't know how that happened sorry to ruin the outro but you're gonna have to paint that uh chapman jersey pretty soon though (laughs) man (laughs) (laughs) all right really quick really quick yeah does the baseball or does the basketball season finish Mm, i think it will i don't know i I think it goes on i think I think they put in so much time and effort and the owners realize this. The owners will listen to the players. I think they'll start like, so it, I think it's important to, to listen to the players, but. So you're saying that the season do. stops because the players, I guess LeBron and Kawhi want to end the season. Uh, I said, cut the, two. I said, I said cut the Lakers, kick, kick out the Lakers, kick out the Clippers. <laughs> we'll play it how it is. And to be honest, as a Warriors fan, more more even like selfishly, screw the season. Let's just move on to the draft. Like I, that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for. It's like I don't care who wins this year. Next year is what I'm looking for. You know, we get Wiseman. Maybe we get Giannis. I mean, next year is what we're going for anyway. Well, Giannis isn't <laughs> going to the Warriors. Not and we'll let you know. I mean, Kyler Murray. I told you Kyler Murray may might come to the A's. You know, can you let me have this one? Can you just say maybe Giannis will come to the Warriors? <laughs> just give this one to me. But maybe. Maybe there's a chance Giannis goes to the Warriors. All right, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take that. I think, yeah, we can wrap this episode. Thank you so much for coming on. And now, do you want to quickly shout out where people can find you, um, where you think about your work and stuff like that? Sure, yeah. You could uh, find my work on Twitter at leoluna93, or you could just type in Leo Luna Sports Illustrated, and you'll see a bunch of my work come up there straight from Google. All right, yeah, we'll make sure to put them in the description and all that. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, and um, we'll see you yeah, guys next you. week. Peace.